0: From The Points Guy, this is your host, Zach Honig. Welcome to another episode of Miles Away. So today on Miles Away, I am sitting down with TPG's global news editor, Emily McNutt. Hey, Welcome Zach. back, Emily. Thanks. What does what a global news editor do exactly?
1: It does everything that it sounds like.
0: <laughs> so all around the globe. Where where are you based these days?
1: Uh, I'm based in London, a short hop away from my original home of New York and T B G H Q. Yeah.
0: How's London treating you so far?
1: <laughs> it's not bad so far. The weather's been decent. Yeah, it's it's
0: a little cloudy and rainy this time of year. Yeah, exactly, well, but I think that's all you Welcome back to the studio. <laughs> Thank you. T- today we're talking about one one of my favorite destinations. I, I feel like I say this every single time. One of my favorite, another favorite destination, <laughs> but th- yeah, this is definitely a favorite, New Zealand. And yes. the reason we're talking about New Zealand is because uh, when we launched Miles Away, I actually asked our listeners and readers to submit suggestions on Instagram and New Zealand was near the top, so we had Tokyo, uh, we had Argentina, but New Zealand was definitely in the—I'll t- say the top
1: five. Yeah,
0: and you've been a few times. Yeah,
1: for good reason. It's in the top five, I would say.
0: For good reason. So where where have you visited in New Zealand?
1: So I think I'm one of the rare few that have been to New Zealand a couple times, two times, and I've only ever been to Auckland, which is kind of a shame, but it's also great because I love the city itself. I. It's one of my favorite cities in the world, just in the sense that there's so much to do within the city. Now, of course, there's so much to explore in New Zealand as a whole, but I think Auckland is a good starting point, especially if you only have you know, a short time to stay in New Zealand.
0: So back in January, we actually saw an incredible deal from Chicago to to Sydney. uh, And you can actually bake in an Auckland stopover. I imagine some people did that. And it
1: was also available to Auckland. It was like twelve hundred dollars. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. Okay,
0: so there are probably people that are continuing on to Sydney that have had booked that deal because it went all the way through the end of the schedule, I think, in, in November. Yeah. And so deal. W- would you, how long would you recommend, you know, someone stop in Auckland and, and what, what did you do there? What, you know, do you want to do on future trips?
1: Yeah. I mean the first time that I went to Auckland was actually on a mistake fair like that. It wasn't a business class. <laughs> it was an economy and it was via Qantas. Um and I Oh, flew, so you actually
0: flew past New Zealand and then kind of and backtracked then came, Yeah, okay. kind of came
1: back. Um and I paid like 250 bucks for the round trip fare from San Francisco. That. Yeah, twenty fifteen, I think that was. If I
0: recall, I th- I think we paid as much for your flight to San Francisco to connect to that. Yeah,
1: exactly. And my flight positioning flight was more than the flight to New Zealand Um, (laughs) but I booked it and New Zealand had always been on my bucket list wanted to check it off so I went and I spent a week there which I found to be quite a good amount of time especially on a first visit I will say that Auckland once you're there it can be once you've seen everything it can be a little bit hard to find something to do every day especially if you're there in the winter like I was and um, and
0: just to clarify the the winter what months are winter months in winter in New months Zealand? are
1: the exact opposite of our winter okay. months so, so it's, th-
0: it's like dead the dead yeah so i went the, in august mm.
1: totally naive to the fact that this was their winter now their winter doesn't snow it's not 30 degrees but it is about 60 55 60 you'll wear like a windbreaker okay
0: not the best time for some of the you know adventure sports exactly that associate with new zealand
1: but that being said there is still a lot open and there's still a lot to see which is why i love it so much and even the second time that i went back i didn't learn my lesson the first time and i <laughs> went back again in the winter and i actually loved it just as much so I guess that says something about New Zealand in the winter. I
0: think it also says something about Emily because we, we <laughs> talked about Scandinavia, and Scandinavia is one of your favorite places to visit yeah. in the winter. Yeah, you, you don't get all that much sunlight. So. No,
1: I guess I'm a cold-blooded <laughs> person.
0: <laughs> I I visited um, Auckland. I've been there a couple times as well, but I was there in, most recently in March, mm-hmm. uh, which I've got to do the math. What is it? So I'm that's, sure that's like a good time to go weather-wise. Yeah, it was it was perfect. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't too hot. It definitely wasn't too cold. But I only spent. I think one or two nights. So both of the times I've been to Auckland, it's been it's been on pretty short stays. Yeah. Which didn't necessarily give me a lot of time to explore. But yeah. w- what kinds of things have, have you done there? in the Yeah. City?
1: I mean, I think the highlight for especially for wine drinkers, the highlight has to be Waiheke Island. Um, it's about a 30 minute boat ride off the coast right of downtown Auckland. Uh, you're in the harbor. You hop to the dockyard and you grab a ferry. They run about every half an hour, hour during the winter you hop on the ferry and you go right to Waiheke Island, which is an island comprised of like...
0: It's like exclusively wineries. Yeah, it's wineries and and there's one,
1: last time I went there was one brewery that had just uh, opened to be kind of the fish out of water, so to speak, (laughs) on the island. Um, But essentially what it is, is you can make your way around the island and try out the different wines that are native not only to that island, which is actually Sarah wine. It's a red wine. It's kind of mild, I believe, mm-hmm. but a lot of the wineries there also have wineries in Marlborough, which is the wine region. That's
0: what we associate with New Zealand.
1: Exactly. So they bring in a lot of their their wines, their varieties from their other locations. So it's really nice to be able to, um, to get a, a, a taste of what's local, but also what uh, these kind of more established wineries have to offer in a more local environment down there.
0: So I, I've done um, two Iheke tours, and, and both times you're kind of on your own to, to get there. And so you take the ferry. It's really straightforward. Mm-hmm. And then both times it was different companies, but someone was waiting for us with a little minivan uh, yeah. on the other side, and we did a, a organized tour. Is that what you did no, too? No,
1: I, I did it all on my own. I kind of, I like to do explore on my own a little bit. So this time, or both times I went actually, and one of my, the biggest tips that I can give to anyone going is once you get off the ferry, everyone kind of goes straight to their rides. Either they have a tour booked or they hop on the public bus which stops right there as well. But if you get off and you walk directly to the right there's a nice little trail that goes around all of the cliffs so you get a really gorgeous view of the bay. Oh. There's often whales. I saw a whale last time I was there in the little bay and no one does that hike. And it's I definitely really stunning. did not do that
0: hike. I didn't even know about it. Yeah,
1: it's really stunning. You just follow a little trail. No, I didn't. I haven't seen one single person in the two times that I've done it. Um, and then there's a nice break off point where you can kind of follow a road. You do have to walk a bit. So bring walking shoes um, and it takes you t- right to one of my favorite wineries, which is Cable Bay. Um, oh, I
0: know Cable Bay. I think do, do they have Cable Bay here in the US? imported
1: from (laughs) maybe i'm
0: thinking of cloudy bay or something yeah cloudy
1: bay is also new zealand okay
0: (laughs) my mistake
1: yeah but um yeah cable bay it was it's a great winery and you can grab some lunch there if you're you know exhausted after the very mild hike. It's a few stairs and maybe some mud if it rained the day before. But it's gorgeous and I highly recommend it. Did
0: did you take any other day trips when you were in Auckland or were you in the city the rest of the time?
1: No, I, I the the cool thing about Auckland that I really enjoy is that it's so spread out. So you can drive thirty miles west and you're still in Auckland City. Um, and Yet here you are on the west coast of New Zealand, and there are stunning beaches and huge figures. Piha Beach is the one that I went to, and I think it's the most famous. It's a black sand beach. It's stunningly gorgeous. In the summer, so I'm told, it's you can't find a place to sit because it's filled with surfers and swimmers mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. kind of people hanging out. Um, when I went in the winter, it was still insanely you have these volcanic structures that are just in the middle of the water in the beach it's otherworldly
0: so who who would you recommend Auckland for you know is it if groups of friends families anyone you know as it doesn't it make sense for a layover
1: I think I don't think a layover would necessarily give you enough time to see the extent of Auckland um, I think groups of friends I went with my cousin actually who's my age the first time I went and we had a great time exploring there's a creek Great Craft Brew scene in mm-hmm. Auckland City, and then you have the wineries too, which is nice if you're growing with a group of friends. Um, for families, I think it could also be really, really nice because it's easy to get to relatively speaking. and there are some really nice hikes that are accessible to. Mount Eden is just outside It's still technically Auckland City, but it's a dormant volcano that you can hike up. It's about forty minute hike, very mild. And you kind of get a really, really nice view of the city.
0: Okay, so do you, say I had three days, what would you know? What would you focus Oof. on?
1: I would t- I would spend one day to rent a car, drive to the west coast, go to Pihá. I'd spend one day on one Wah- Waitaki Island, which is really easy to do to spend a day there. And then I think one day I would spend in the city, walking around there's plenty to see there's a lot do.
0: of seafood there's a yeah. lot of and it's not terribly expensive the 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 uh, u.s dollar against the new zealand dollars is, is very yeah, you'll, strong it'll get so, you far mm-hmm. for sure so we're going to dig into to the costs and the budget and, and all that fun stuff and of course points and miles uh, in in just a moment but we have to take a quick break so stay tuned for more from auckland And so now is our, it's our points and miles segment, so to speak, of, of Miles Away. And we are going to focus on flights first. And so you actually have quite a few options when it comes to traveling to Auckland, especially from the West Coast. So mm-hmm. let's run through them. I know that Air New Zealand is, is obviously, that's the yeah, flag carrier flag, of New Zealand. As
1: you might expect.
0: And a Star Alliance airline. So you can actually use United Miles, Aeroplan. You have quite a few options when it comes to flying Air New Zealand. And they have flights. They just launched a Dreamliner 77.9 flight from Chicago. I know there's a, a Houston Auckland flight as well. I
1: flew that Houston Auckland flight.
0: So um, how, how long is that? It's oh, like,
1: gosh, I think it's like about 14? 14 hours. Yeah. Uh, and I flew the Sky Couch, which is an interesting oh, option. Um, tell
0: us about the Sky Couch.
1: Essentially, essentially what they do is they take three economy seats. The leg folds up. So you have essentially a bed. Um, I found it to be quite comfortable, but someone who's, I'm 5'7", someone who's even remotely taller than me would probably find it difficult. But it's great for families traveling together because I did see some families, like a mother with her two children on the sky couch was ideal. Okay, Your kids arrive well-rested. But then again, it's not the best for everyone.
0: But it's it's cheaper than premium economy, I'm guessing, or maybe comparable uh, to that. It's
1: about it's pretty comparable. Okay. Comparable, yeah. The challenge
0: there, I guess, you can't use miles for it. But if you if right. you use miles for the flight, could you upgrade to the Sky Couch?
1: I don't believe so. Okay,
0: so you got to pay cash for a Sky Couch. Yeah. Right? But what you can use miles for is business class, and occasionally we'll see pretty good availability. I actually flew Air New Zealand from London to Los Angeles, so that's a, a fifth uh, freedom yeah, flight that th- they have with the uh, the triple seven three hundred ER. And that one doesn't have all that much availability. I guess I, I kind of got lucky, but that aircraft continues on to Auckland. So mm. that's actually the fastest way to get from, from the UK to New Zealand is, is through the west coast of the US. Mm. And so you can buy that flight just from LA to uh, London, sorry, London, Los Angeles, and then oh, continue nice. on. A lot of the, uh, the passengers were flying all the way on. There's also a San Francisco Auckland flight
1: with ANZ.
0: A-N-Z, yes, Air New Zealand. <laughs> and then there is a United flight, uh, which is a somewhat recent addition, I think, from San Francisco, maybe about a year or two ago. With the, yeah. So it goes back and forth between a you know, 777-300 with the new Polaris seats and, and an older one. But I have seen some upgrade availability. Award availability, though, is, is really tight on that route.
1: Yeah, even during the winter, I've done some searching. Obviously, I like Auckland during the winter, as we found out. And it's still really hard to come by.
0: But, you know, you might find availability to Australia. So if you pair, you know, a, a flight to Australia with a trip to New Zealand, mm-hmm. you know, spend a couple days in Sydney or Melbourne, um, that Mel- Melbourne, Melbourne, okay, <laughs> Melbourne, uh, that that could make some sense. And then you could book, you know, coming back from Auckland, for example. Right. And then uh, I know American also has they've got Los Angeles to Auckland with a Dreamliner, although we know award Workspace is pretty much impossible to come by these days good luck Good luck. so you're best off probably using your miles for Qantas and and then continuing on from from Australia there the one thing that really surprised me about New Zealand in general not just Auckland is that there's a a very limited selection of uh chain hotels yeah that's very true I don't think there were any Marriott hotels there were some Hilton's yeah there were no Starwood properties so back before the merger no Hyatt's even
1: that's soon to be changed that's soon to change yeah, there's a park Hyatt opening right well it's been a long a long time coming and there's still no set opening date unfortunately you know The Park High at Auckland looks incredible. There's supposedly a moat inside the property. Of course. Is this (laughs) this Auckland's first moat hotel? Yeah, I think so. And it's right on the waterfront, which is really nice because there's a lot to do right on the waterfront. Um, Unfortunately, there's still no set opening date, Uh um, but hopefully mid-2019. Originally, it was supposed to open in 2017, so it's really been a long okay time and hopefully
0: it, it stays within that category seven i know uh hyatt yeah. recently added category eight and and they've they've said that they're not gonna put any of their own properties in that category eight tier but
1: fingers crossed we'll
0: see but as as far as where you've stayed i know that ihg has a pretty big presence in new zealand and i actually i had used a lot of my ihg points maybe all of my ihg points actually are my stay and a, a oh, mix really? of hilton as well but crown plaza yeah I think, i've has stayed a pretty at the
1: crown plaza auckland and I've stayed at five hotels in Auckland, and the Crown Plaza was my least favorite.
0: So that's unusual. You've been there twice, you've stayed at yeah. five hotels. <laughs> <How> <laughs> I guess that's that what out?
1: happens when you work for TPG. <laughs> it's review as many hotels as you can. Your hotel in hopping. One trip. Yeah, exactly. So, which was your favorite points hotel? Um, I would say the Hilton Auckland, definitely. Um, it's right on the water, like the Park Hyatt is, or will be. They're both really conveniently located. The Hilton Auckland has a really nautical. Um, aesthetic to it which mm-hmm. is nice mm-hmm. and if you're there during the right time you can see dolphins in the bay it's right next to the ferry station where you can catch the ferry to Waiheke and for 60,000 points a night, it's not too bad. Yeah,
0: that's not bad. Okay. Yeah,
1: and it's you can really get... I got upgraded as a gold to a corner room. Um, so you have a balcony with sweeping views of the city and the, the water. So I really liked it there.
0: One, one very nice thing about Hilton uh, is that if you're gold, you also get complimentary breakfast, yes. which is which is uh, you know, a rarity for exactly. the, that kind of low to mid-tier. Yeah. And you can get gold status pretty easily if you have an MX Platinum card. Right, where you get that's what I had gold. at
1: the time. I got instant gold, and I've since upgraded to the Hilton Aspire oh so now I you're have an Diamond. aspirational I know. <laughs> traveler so I wonder what that upgrade would look like now but I I really liked my my stay at the Hilton Auckland
0: okay so plenty of points hotels now especially if you have some IHD or, or Hilton points
1: yeah and if the Sofitel Auckland's also really nice not one of the major point programs but if you're looking to kind of use cash for a say that's also a great option I,
0: I think i also i stayed in an apartment once i think Air, airbnb there's quite a few very affordable options mm. uh in the city as well
1: i could imagine Yeah. so
0: that's that's definitely something to consider in new zealand in general just because you know there there is kind of still a shortage of of points hotels especially when it comes to marriott and, mm-hmm. and hyatt uh, yeah. and even hilton there's some hiltons here and there but not not a ton of properties yeah so what's what's next for you on your next new zealand trip
1: oh as much as I love Auckland, I'm hoping to see more of it. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm hoping to see more of New Zealand. Um, I
0: very highly recommend the South Island. Yes, and so Queenstown, kind of making Queenstown your base, and then you you can explore. You can do a whole bunch of day trips from there. Yeah, rent a car and stay. You can stay in the Hilton. I actually stayed in the, the Hilton in Queenstown. I think it was mm-hmm. also sixty thousand points per night, and a great deal because the cash rates there like are like five hundred dollars or they Wow. Yeah, and they have a very good breakfast that I got for free as a gold. Oh, nice. Now, now a Diamond member because I'm also a, a Hilton Aspire cardholder. Wow. Yes, yes. <laughs> but um, I, that's that's kind of what I'd recommend if you had a, had kind of a shorter stay. You know, spend maybe three days or so in Queenstown and then go out to the Melford Sound. Yeah. Uh, I actually had signed up for a, a helicopter tour using my Chase Ultimate Rewards points. Oh, nice. And it was a lot of points, but I, I had some to burn. And then I got a call that morning that uh, the weather had turned and that we they actually canceled it. So that that no. does happen sometimes. So, so we ended up driving now. four hours uh, out to Milford Sound, but it it was worth it. It was kind of like a you know a Norwegian fjord tour. So it's a, a similar experience Love just it. in the southern hemisphere. <laughs> well,
1: thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, we'll and have to go check it out. There's
0: a lot of flights. Uh, you don't have to fly into Auckland if you're flying uh, between Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, so Sydney. You can, there's Sydney to Queenstown there's yeah. Christchurch uh, also on the South Island so if you want to start in Queenstown and work your way up mm-hmm. um, but we're definitely going to need to dig a lot more into New Zealand in, in a future uh, Miles Away episode for sure. There's so much to see. So much to see <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us Emily I really appreciate it. Have a great time back in London. Thank you. I will have to visit soon and then we'll have you on to talk about London
1: Yay! Can't wait
0: That's all for this episode of Miles Away. Thanks again to Emily McNutt, TPG's global news editor. Again, I am your host, Zach Honig, and this episode was produced by Caroline Shagrin with editing by Ryan Gabos. Our theme music is by Alex Schiff. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, and we'll see you back here next Wednesday.